Welcome to the Wife Spiller, brought to you by Chelsea and Charity. This is the podcast where we talk about everything related to being a woman. Well, not everything. Only the juiciest details that our entire society is afraid to talk about. So grab a blanket, pop your pearls out of your ears, and grab a cup of something to sip on. Because you are going to want to get cozy for this one. Well, welcome, welcome everyone to the Wife Spiller. Um, It's me, Chelsea, coming to you again with yet another episode. And today is going to be a little bit special. Um, We're going to bring my brother in on the podcast today. Um, He is so near and dear to my heart. And I just want to introduce him, Tony West, um, if you want to jump in and just talk a little bit about who you are and your podcast. Hey, Chelsea, thanks for uh, bringing me on. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to talk a little bit, stay on a, you know, a different type of platform. So I appreciate you having me on for one. But I am Tony West, as y'all can probably hear, last name West. So obviously related to Chelsea, her little brother, and also as well, Charity, her little brother as well. So, um, you know, glad to be on the podcast and things. But I do want to kind of give myself uh, and my platform a shout out to as well. I have my own podcast that talks with Tea Time. It's a sports based podcast. We talk a lot of sports. Um, even sometimes we talk about like real life events mm-hmm. as well. Um, we'll probably talk about you know Kobe passing away. Yeah. My condolences uh, to the Bryant family. Anyone mm-hmm. affected by that? I mean, me growing up. I know we're going to talk about adulting a little bit today, but to bring in childhood mm-hmm. type elements. Uh, I definitely want to just kind of send my condolences because I grew up off Kobe. Um, So it's definitely kind of, you know, hard to see this whole situation take place. But that's definitely something that I'll be covering. So we just cover a lot of sports over there. But I definitely do appreciate, you know, you and Charity both bringing me on as, you know, a different platform, a different, you know, voice to you guys' platform. Yeah, so all my wives and ladies, if you guys have husbands that are into sports, check out my brother's podcast. Um, talks with tea time it's great me personally I like to listen to it while I'm cleaning because I like sports especially football so it's great to have it um, have something to listen to so but um, uh, uh, right along with what Tony said before we hop into things I do want to send my condolences as well to Kobe Bryant's um, family Kobe Bryant rest in peace his daughter Mambasita um, Gianna we are gonna miss you so uh-huh. much they made such an impact on the basketball community. And, you know, I, I, there's just no words right now. We're going to be praying for everyone who had loved ones that were lost on the flight. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so not not to lighten things up or to, you know, not really any importance on that. But I guess we're going to try to raise the mood a little bit today. Definitely. Um, <laughs> we all need it, definitely. <laughs> I think America's a little sad right now. Um you know, we're going to try to raise the mood a little bit. So as Tony mentioned earlier um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about adulting. Um, my, my brother and I, we've always been three years apart um, and me and him kind of always were going through a lot of the major transitions um, from being an adolescent to going into emerging adulthood. And we just want to talk on like, just some different crazy and interesting things about adulting for those of you who don't know um, what that means adulting is just a term that's used for typically a millennial or a young person that is fresh out of college or only been out of school for a couple years and they're moving into their new role as an adult you know with bills and 
and um, you know, finding their place in the world with the right career and the right person um, that they choose a spouse. So it's a very interesting transition um, to say the least. And just to you, Tony, if you could describe adulting in one word, what would you say that that word is? Oh man, uh, turbulent. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, there's very high ups where it's like, oh man, this is great. Mm-hmm. And there's some really low downs. Like, yeah. it's really a roller coaster, honestly. Like, turbulent is what I would use. Yeah. Uh, but roller coaster is another one you can use. Stressful is another word mm-hmm. you can use. I mean, it is really, it's something that, it's kind of even hard to even prepare for, to be completely honest. I don't you. think there is a way to prepare. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. You know, and, and that's crazy that you say that because I think like even some of the smallest things are so hard when you're adulting, like just keeping a clean house. You know, like that's something that's so small that has like nothing to do with, you know, you going out making money, but it's still such a large part of your responsibility. You know, washing clothes religiously every single week, like there's no one to wash your clothes for you. Like you, you're cleaning a a full apartment, a full house. Um, I think a word that I would kind of use to describe adulting is... (sighs) for me it's been war yeah I I think adulting is a war zone sometimes I mean it's like it's like you said you do really well for a little bit and things are going good and and you know you're happy with your life but then there's those things that happen it just hits real heavy you know it's like it's rough um I think one of the biggest areas that I kind of want to talk about is like career choices. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that's the biggest part of adulthood that people don't talk about. They they you know, talk about all the things that they buy and and you know, moving out and having a car and doing those things, but right. People don't talk about their career choices, which is like mm-hmm. 80% of where we spend our times as Americans. We're That's always right. at work. You know, we're always working. And I think that can have some of the biggest, like, impacts on you. Like, Tony, what are some of the things that you could talk about related to just, like, choosing a career and growing into adulthood? I mean, you you actually really hit it on the nail when you were talking about career choices. Because we do spend a lot of time mm-hmm. at work. That's just kind of like, American culture. Uh, to me, we actually work a little bit too much, uh, but that'll be another discussion for another day. But um, I mean, yeah, it's very important. I mean, I know one thing that I wasn't really taught, and I, I'll give you actually credit on this because you told me this my like junior or senior year in college, and you was like, whatever you want to do, get an intern. Yeah. Get an internship so you can experience mm-hmm. whatever that you're going to be doing. Yeah. Me at the time I was a broke college kid. I didn't want to work a job and probably not get paid because most of the internships at that time were unpaid and still are unpaid. Yeah. I didn't want to spend 20 to 30 hours of my life a week at an unpaid internship. And boy, I wish I would have listened. Yeah. And just quit my little job, part time job I had, making $10 an hour and did that because I think that's important is just kind of getting your feet wet Mm -hmm. and knowing what you want to do. 
I um, think too. It's difficult, man. I mean, yeah. it's 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 like you said. You put it perfect. It's a war zone, man. It's it's rough, man. It's a it's a war zone between your situation, yeah, mental, um, back and oh, forth inside oof, your head. Mental. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 completely like you said a warfare. That's actually probably a better word than turbulent, honestly. Yeah, and you know, I think that it's it's what you said really stood out to me about getting internships in college. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest issues that millennials today are having. Yep. Um, as far as graduating from college and becoming an adult. I hate to say it, and everybody knows I love my alma mater. Like, I love East Carolina. You know, I had some of my dearest memories there. But I think that colleges in America in general do not prepare their students for adulthood. They don't. I, no. I'm sorry. It's, you know, they, they just don't. They don't prepare. I think, in a sense, we all t- are told, you know, if you go to college and you get a good degree, you know, you're going to make something of yourself. You're going to be passionate. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make money and it never occurs to people until after they graduate that you are not going to have that easy of a time getting a job unless a you have internship experience or you know somebody exactly you know and i think i think that's a responsibility if that's responsible for a lot of millennials mental health issues to your comment earlier yeah and and i'm glad you brought up the whole let's just be honest Right. When you're five years old, you're sold this fake prophecy. And it's not even like our parents fall. This is just society. Yeah. We're sold this this fake prophecy that basically if you go to school, graduate high school, go to college, Mm -hmm. get a degree, graduate from there, you're made it. Your life is set. Yeah. You're good. And that's just not the truth. Yeah. There are steps in between those steps Mm -hmm. that have to be done. The steps. And we're not getting told those steps until you done graduated college, you're struggling. We're being told two or three, four or five years too late than what we should have been told. Um, So I I think that's also a problem with adultness too, is that there's not a lot of transparency with, you know, and it's maybe because people have fled this notion of just go to college and you're going to be fine Mm -hmm. to so many people that that's all that they know. They don't know the other steps to take until, you know, crap hits the creek. Yeah, what I say, you know, so (laughs) I think that's why, like, seriously, I think that's one reason why a lot of people don't know about adulting and how to handle it is because a lot of other people are inexperienced on adulting until crap hits the fan. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't even know how to handle it. And it's like I said, we were not very well prepared. And I hate to be, I don't want to be racial, but especially in the African-American community, Mm -hmm. we, we aren't told this is what you need to do when you get to college, get an internship, get this. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. As African American, we are not told that type of stuff. No, like, I'm saying I don't want to be too. They, racial, they tell you but... to go. No, uh, uh-uh. we we keep. I don't know if you listen to a lot of our podcasts, but we keep it very real on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you speak as candidly as you feel that you need to. Yeah, and um, and anybody that doesn't want to talk about this, you're welcome to fast forward. But I'm going to encourage this as much as possible. Yeah, and I think that that is for me. That's a huge issue, and I, I don't like to be that person that like likes to go back in time, but I think because of all the things that occurred hundreds of years ago with slavery and so mm-hmm. many, not even just black people, but at different ethnicities in general feeling set back financially, 
Yep. It's just an accomplishment that you went to college. And yep. it's like, that is not enough. I feel like the it's not enough to make it in the not, world. The communities, in a sense, are setting their kids up to fail because you're Correct. not talking to them about internships. You're not talking about to them about personal finances. And my God, yep. you're definitely not talking to them about the student loan debt crisis. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, and I don't mean to put it back on the parents. And don't get me wrong. Like you said, I had a tremendous childhood. My parents, they mm-hmm. did the absolute best they can. And everything that I am, I attribute they that. They did a great job of doing it. Yeah. yeah. But I think as a society in general, no, we're, we're not being told. And in a sense, let's keep it real. African American people are the ones who need that information the most. Yep, correct. Because correct. we don't have anybody passing anything down to us. Correct. And that, and that was my next point I was going to make is that I can't even get mad at my parents because they were not taught this information. Yeah. How can you get mad at somebody that didn't even, this wasn't the way they were raised either? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like, you cannot do, you really can't do anything but get mad at society because yeah. it's automatically, systematically set up for us to kind of fail, basically. And I hate to be real like that, but that's just kind of the truth. We're not taught the essential steps to know how to adult and yeah. know how to anything about financial literacy. We we don't have those steps in the African-American community. Um, so it's definitely a lot different, you know, dealing with that aspect of it. And then also when you're dealing with bills, jobs, mm-hmm. stress, stuff like that, not finding a job, yeah. losing your job, you know, yeah. all those type of stuff. You don't know how to handle Layoffs. You know, layoffs, exactly. <laughs> stuff like that. You don't know how to handle it because you were never taught the essential steps to take place for success yeah. because of society, basically. So, Absolutely. I mean, you hit it on the nail when yeah. you talked about that. I mean, that's just completely the honest, 100% truth. I really feel like in the words of Snoop Dogg, we were some suckers and we got licked. And I yep. tell you that <laughs> yeah. all the that's time. It. But yep. I, that if you want to describe student loan debt crisis and adulting, we were some suckers and we got licked. Correct. That at the end of the day, but it that's the thing though you have most people that can even have just a decent wage just enough to pay rent they mm-hmm. went to college that's it's people with master's degrees struggling to find jobs i mean yeah this is the honest <laughs> yeah. truth like like yeah it's, it's real man i mean think about people who even go through medical school and, and can't mm-hmm. or law school and can't pass the bar Exactly, or can't can't pass the um, medical exam, and then Mm -hmm. they're stuck in a field. And you know, I never, I'll never forget. I was a junior in college, and actually, no, I was a sophomore in college, and I was trying to switch my major over to nursing because I had Mm -hmm. realized if I wanted to make some money, I was gonna have to do something, you know. And you know, I went there, and I remember leaving my advisor's office feeling like it was impossible. Because they were all they were telling me was how competitive the program was going to be, how hard my chances of getting into ECU nursing, how how low they were, you know. And so what did I do? I said, okay, I'll just, you know, go do psychology. But then what did that do? That pushed me into having to go back and get a second degree, Mm -hmm. which if I had known how this crappy employment system is set up, I probably wouldn't have even needed to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think 
that pushed me into having to do that so that I could open up my opportunities, you know, but um, and another thing I wanted to speak to in your point in relation to that is I will say there are certain universities that make sure their kids have internships available. For mm-hmm. instance, I have to apply North Carolina Agricultural Technical State University, A&T. They are so good at making sure that their kids yep. have internships in the summer. They I are. do not have not one friend I know that went to A&T and did not have an internship at least one summer. Yep. And that's more than what I can say about the school I went to. Yeah, no, I, I agree. A&T is really good about at least letting you get an internship and kind of test the waters, basically. Like, they're really, really good about that. Um, So you got to give them credit on that. Like I said, I, I'm kind of the same way with you on the whole A&T thing. I've never seen nobody come out of there and not get a decent job. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like a billboard for A&T. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the truth. Like, I've never seen anybody come out of North Carolina Agricultural, you know, technical school and not uh, be in the career they d- designed to want to go into. Um, yeah, I matter of fact, to... I mean, right now I have a you know a girlfriend that is getting her master's at A&T. They've set her up with several internships. She's on her third internship now. See. Um, I mean, they they they've been really good about that, and they've helped her kind of understand: is this the field you really want to be in? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good, and I think people need to know that too as well, because actually, um, my girlfriend actually was the same as you. She was a psychology major in undergrad and she went back to be a counselor. Yep. So kind of similar type of situation, but definitely um, I agree with you on that, that that internship with A&T, they really do help out. On the other end of the spectrum too, I also know a lot of students, they graduated from university of Georgia and they Mm -hmm. had internship experience. So I don't want to make it like it's just to one particular type of university. Right, right, right. It just, it depends on, the university and how much they are putting back into their system and back into uh, their students there. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge one. And just speaking of like issues with employment, you know, I think another thing that you realize when you're adulting is that you work so hard to get these Mm -hmm. positions because when you graduate, they tell you like, Oh, that's good. You got a degree. Well, you don't have any experience. There so you, you go. You have to take like a regular job. And mm-hmm. then when you go on that job, there are people there that are $30,000 less in debt than you because they didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in the same seat with the same pay, sometimes more than you. Yep. Like, Tony, what are some of your thoughts on that? Because that was for me, that was like deteriorating. Uh, yeah, I mean, just call it what it was. It, it was deteriorating because, I mean, I, I, I'll give you an example. So I worked at, I won't say the name, I worked at a financial institution yeah. at one point. And, I'm um, sure I know that institution. Yeah, you know that institution. <laughs> but um, I worked at a financial institution um, at that point, And basically, um, there were people that had been there that had never even seen a college campus before. Yeah. making the same amount of money as me or more mm-hmm. um, that had been there probably longer than uh, than me. 
that I had been alive, basically. Some people without any DOE thing. <laughs> like, I was being honest. Oh my God. Like, it's, it, a lot of these jobs, especially the jobs that you want in your field, yeah. they tell you go to college, they tell you you get a degree, but they also tell you you need seven years of experience. Mm-hmm. How is that possible when seven years ago at the time, I'm in high school? And how do you expect me to have seven years? Of, seven years ago. Yeah. Like, how can you even expect somebody to have. It's like, how can you even expect somebody to have more than two or three years of experience? <laughs> like, they're in college. Like, what else can you expect? Like, two years is actually ancient for somebody that's been to college. Exactly. That's a lot of that's a lot of experience. So, I think a lot of times that's another thing with the with the job market, especially in fields that are very competitive. They ask you to have all these years of experience, mm-hmm. you know. And long story short, you're only what 27, 28, 29 some 24, 25, my age range, mm-hmm. you haven't even been out of school for two years. So how can you sit up here and say you need seven years of experience when you've only been out of school for like four years or three like years? Like I said, two years, years is a stretch because exactly. as I was talking with you before uh, a couple weeks ago in a private conversation, it takes you two years just to get on your feet and figure out what job like you can keep. For yeah. a steady period of time, <laughs> like, it right. takes two years to even get on a job that you don't absolutely hate. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, I don't. I think people that I think the school system they're not candid enough about that. Neither are parents. That and you know, I was just talking to my husband about this a couple of days ago. Like I told him, I looked at him and I said, "Babe, I am not going to be telling my kids they can be whatever they want to be. Mm-hmm. You can't." Yeah. You, I, I mean, I look, if you're as tall as Napoleon, you ain't going to be Shaq. Right. You might make a good point guard. Right. You know, but, you know, it's like, I think, and I say that to say it's, it's setting up realistic goals. Yeah. It, I, it, that's the hardest part about adulthood is reality smacks you in the next week. Correct. And, and I think that's another thing that, you know, me me and my girlfriend was just having this conversation the other day ago. She's big on education, which is great, you know, and it's amazing. But she's very big on education. Um, basically, her notion, she's really big on just pushing education, pushing education, pushing education. Yeah. My thing is this, right? These kids, I do agree, education is very important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not. Mm-hmm. But... I think also having a solidified plan on what you want to do with your life is also essential. College may not be the plan for our future kids or whatever the case may be. That may not be a part of the plan and that's okay. But they have to have some type of of solidified plan to help them get to the next level. But I do agree that, you know, a lot of times school is just pushed onto us as this narrative of you're going to make it. You're going to be all right. You're going to be able to dream whatever you want just by going to college. Yeah. That is not the truth. That's just, it's just not the truth. You have yeah. to have those, once again, I hate to go back to it and sound like I'm a broken record, but you have to have those essential steps mm-hmm. to be whatever you want to be. And it's hard. It's yeah. not easy at all. And, yeah. and people don't understand that and they don't explain that to their kids. They fill, they fill them up with these fake prophecies and these fake lies like it's just going to be a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's hard. Not. I mean, this is a competitive world. This is a competitive, you know, and a lot of people need to be having these healthy conversations 
with their kids, like what yeah. we're doing right now, mm -hmm. when they're 14, 13, 15, knowing, okay, what do we want to do in the next three or four years? They need to have this type of conversation because a lot of parents are not having these type of conversations, these realistic conversations. Yeah, as, yeah. as parents and, and society and everybody has to stop filling up this fake prophecy. If you go to college, you're in, you're going to make it in life. That is not the truth. They, you can go to college with, to go get an art degree. That does not mean you're going to make it in life. Yeah, major dance. And, and yeah, in the words like, of Dave Ramsey, left-handed puppetry. Exactly. I mean, what kind like, of job, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Like, just because you have a degree doesn't mean, oh, yeah, you're in. Like, yeah. no. Like, there, there's a lot of essential steps that people are forgetting about that's causing them not to get to that next level. I think, too, advisors on both the high school and college level, they can do a little bit better job at stepping up and helping foster these conversations on top of the parents doing their job first. Uh, correct. Because yeah. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I went to my guidance counselor for stipends to apply for college and to choose classes in high school and that was it and in, it. and in college I went the first two years to choose classes and that was it there was absolutely no connection and I'm gonna set you up and let you know this is how it really is and my thing is is with these adults that went through the system that are not first generation college students you knew what it was gonna be like for all of these bills to hit us like a ton of bricks Yep. When we graduated and you didn't say nothing. Right. You know, it's like someone has to be held accountable for this. And I think just to go hand in glove in that, I think another um, situation that was really hard for me with adulting was like realizing, man, interest is a terrible, terrible thing. I mm -hmm. mean, interest yep. on student loans, interest on car notes, you know, mm -hmm. borrowing money, like, and this is the stuff that once again you're not told, you're not yep. taught these things, you're not taught these things in school, you're not taught these things, you know, with your family, you're not taught these things. So you're just going out here getting a new car, and you know, you're not getting told about interest and principal and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's those type of things that is holding a lot of people back and put people in more debt in more yeah. situations, in more situations where they have to adult quickly. So mm -hmm. stuff like that is not being taught to us either as well. And I don't think it helps that you've got our big brother social media, you've got Instagram, mm -hmm. Snapchat of people just flashing this highlight reel, this fake life. Mm -hmm. yep. Everybody trying to put their best self out there. And um, Pastor Stephen was saying that a couple of weeks ago from Elevation Church you compare your reality to somebody's fantasy life that they put on display. There you go. Like that's not even really their life. Exactly. You know, and I think that causes a lot of people to think I got to hurry up and go out and get this yep. $1,300 apartment. I got to hurry mm -hmm. up and get a brand new car. I got to hurry up and go get credit cards so I can buy clothes yep. and, and keep my hair and nails done. And we're so busy trying to compete with each other in our adulting it is driving American millennials into depression. Yep. Most of us are battling depression 
going into adulthood because we are so busy, thanks to technology, comparing ourselves to each other constantly. No, I agree 100%. Like, uh, every year, and I'm actually about to do it now, I'm actually kind of in the midst of doing it now. I take about a month off on social media because Mm -hmm. of that exact reason. Um, and this was a story I talked about a little bit on my Instagram, probably a little bit over a year ago. I told people, especially after graduating college, it's a rough time because mm-hmm. you see your friends get jobs in New York City, L.A., yeah. Washington, D.C., yeah. Atlanta, Houston, yeah. all these like marvelous places and yeah. Miami, whatever the case may be, Las Vegas. And you're still at home or you're still in mm-hmm. wherever you are. And it's kind of like, man, why am I not here? I had that struggle. My first, really, two years out of college, I had that struggle. I was like, man, these people are going off to these great career jobs in Texas and California and New York. And and it was all just a narrative painted by social media. And sometimes you just got to step away and say, now, hold on now. I have breath in my lungs. I'm alive. You know, I have a roof over my head. You got to start and sit back and be thankful for the things that you do have. But sometimes with social media, it will not Mm -hmm. allow you to do that because you're so consumed of, look what Bob got. Look what Jen got. Look what Tony got. Look what this Mm -hmm. person got. You understand that you don't look back at yourself and say, I have a supportive family. I have a supportive girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other. Mm -hmm. I have a supportive whatever. I have a roof over my head. I have a clothes on my back. I have a way of transportation. I'm, I'm yeah. alive. I mean, like I said, we just, and I, I hate to bring it up again, we just seen a legend die yesterday. And yeah. That money and career, like, no offense, none of that matters anymore. He's not here. You can't you take can't, it with you. You can't take it with you. Like, Rip Kobe. I'm not, I'm not saying anything no, negative yeah, about no, Kobe. Yeah, no, no negative. Yeah. yeah. Kobe's my favorite basketball player of all time, but my thing is life is so fragile that we yeah. have to look at the things and just be thankful we have it. We have to be thankful yeah. we're alive. And I feel like sometimes with social media, we see what other people have and we're like, man, why I can't have that? Why I exactly. can't have that nice job? Why I can't have that $1,400 apartment a month? Why I can't do yeah. this? Why I can't, you know? We look at yeah. social media and obviously just drive a narrative of we're not good enough or we don't have enough. Man, if yeah. you got breath in your lungs that should be enough honestly roof exactly. over your head clothes on your back mm-hmm. that food in your belly like that's the type of things that I think social media kind of you know it takes away from it it, it makes you compare mm-hmm. too much and that's why at least once a month out of the year I stay off of it like yeah I'm about to do it probably I'm actually kind of in the midst of it now because mm-hmm. I had to get off social media because Kobe thing I'm I'm a huge yeah. Kobe fan. Anybody that knows me, that's my favorite basketball player. So it's just right now, social media is just too negative. Um, yeah. So I have to. Well, it's depressing, that. especially when <coughs> you know you have things going on in your personal right. life that you're trying to overcome within yourself mm-hmm. that you don't particularly want to share. Right. And then when something like that happens, mm-hmm. it's like, and that's the thing with me. It's like. Everybody's like, you hear about Kobe? I'm like, man, please. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every day. Exactly. Like, that's why I said the next day, couple of days I'm staying away from social media. Because I already know it's going to be a funeral yeah. every day on there. And probably until his yeah. actual funeral. Like, 
every day is such a fight mm-hmm. nowadays to stay positive. Exactly. Because we give so much up of ourselves and we get no time to chase our there passions or money. We don't have money to take or resources mm-hmm. to chase our passions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, it's a fight to stay in a positive headspace. Yep. Every so day like, is a new battle. But I agree with you, though. That's one thing about me is I don't know why I did this as well. And me and you did not talk about this before the podcast. I want my listeners to know this. But every year, it's usually about January for me. I always take a break Mm -hmm. from social media. I've been off of it here lately. And so, you know, and I... I feel so much more clear minded. Yeah, yeah. Every single time I do that, mm-hmm. I always feel clear. You almost feel like your battery is like recharged mentally. Yeah. When you take a break from social media, at least that's what I yeah. get from it. And you feel back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because in social media, you're so wrapped up in what it is you're putting out there. You there know. You go. Just like with what you were saying about, you know, when you first graduated from school, becoming an adult, and you were seeing all these people taking these cool jobs, like I went through the same exact thing, the jealousy, and then you get depression, and you're like, what's wrong with me? Right. So stupid for choosing, you know, what I chose. And, you know, it's just, it's very, very hard. And it does Mm -hmm. not stop. That's why it's important as a young adult, if you're going into adulthood and you you see yourself kind of like getting up there with starting to compare yourself, step away because it does yep. not stop. Nope, it doesn't. I mean, I just was speaking to um, a associate of mine the other day ago. Like, if it's not you talking about what kind of job you got out of school, then it's who's engaged. Yep. You know, then it's Who's driving this car? Then it's who had the best wedding. Then it's who got married. You know, yep. who did, who's doing this stuff? It's like, you know, who has the biggest house? It's always, and then they compete with their kids. And then they do a cycle with their kids again. So yep. it's important when you're going into adulthood to step away from that social media and realize yep. that you're only human and you're your own person. It's not exactly. always about. What you were everybody, and this is this is one thing I I ain't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I've lived by. You have a different journey than every single person. Yep. And that's one thing that people have to realize. Just because Holly got on at the age of twenty four doesn't mean you're gonna get into your success when you're twenty four. Exactly. You may not get on till you're twenty eight, twenty nine. You may not find your actual career till you're 30, 31. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so we have to just stop comparing even to our friends, family members. Stop it. Yeah. Like you cannot compare because everybody's journey is absolutely different. I mean, yeah, that's just the facts. Everybody's journey is different, man. I say I'll say something else too with going into adulthood. I think it's important to realize that. Everybody is not going to be great in the definition of what society says. Like everybody wants to be a critically acclaimed analyst. You know, everybody wants to be VP of their financial crimes department. Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be, you know, an influencer. You Mm -hmm. know, everybody wants to have influence 
and power and money at the same time. And yep. I think millennials going into adulthood have got to understand that you can be great in really small ways that That's make right. a big impact on the world. You don't mm-hmm. have to be living in the biggest house to be great. And yep. for God, for God, God forbid, we have got to quit for Christ's sakes, comparing what we have to our measure of who we are. It, yep. What you have, what you've achieved has absolutely nothing to do with who you are as a person. That's you right. can be great with people on your team at work just by encouraging everybody when people are down and feeling put down by their manager. Yep. You can be great on your team at work just by cracking a joke when everybody's in a bad mood. It, yep. You don't have to be a social media influencer or be head of a department to be great. That's right. And some people fail to realize that. Like a lot of people think that they have to be some, you know, influencer or some type of, you know, uplifter of a of massive amount of people. Yeah. And really all you have to do is do what you do best and bring that to the group. Yeah. Like for example, I'm a nice person. I like, you know, I'm a I'm a personality that I like to just talk. Mm-hmm. If if for example, if at a job I was going through something or something like that or somebody was going through something and they just need somebody to talk to. Me being there for that member or that person could help out the whole entire group. Exactly. They may be on the edge of suicide. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're talking to them and you're listening to them and understanding where they're coming from, I think that's going to, you know, that plays a huge role in just like being important or being in some type of factor of importance yeah. to everybody. So you, I completely agree with you. People think when they think of making an impact, they think that you have to be Martin Luther King or something like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you don't have to do that to make an impact. Like you can do something at a smaller range to make an impact that can be just as big as those individuals. And that's one thing that my uh, a pastor. I went to a church in Greensboro yesterday, um, New Jerusalem Cathedral, and um, Pastor Williams talked about how sometimes, most of the time, actually. God wants all the, the, the glory and the praise, not That's you. Right. And a lot of times people try to, and I've been a, 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 a suspect of this. They want all the praise. They want it to be revealed that they did everything the right way. Mm-hmm. God wants all that at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. He, he, he wants all that. So Because we I want clout. As humans, we want exactly. clout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that that's my thing is that I think a lot of times it can just be small things that can accomplish to a bigger goal. Yeah. And really, it just makes it even more seamless because you are giving all the glory to God mm-hmm. and all the praise to him. It's not on you. You're yeah. a human. So I think that's a big part, too, as well. Yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of like young people that come up to me, especially on a few of my other jobs I was on. And because they know I have an MBA, I have a master's in business and lots of people always come up to me and ask me like, do, should I do an MBA over going to law school? You know, is, is it a good idea for me to go back to grad school? And I always tell young people that I am all for higher learning and education. It is a great thing. I mm-hmm. only thing I request is that you be smart 
yeah. on how you pay for mm-hmm. it. You're yeah, not going to huge sums of debt. I tell yeah. young people that, and it's it's always up to their decision, but that's the way I feel like I've impacted my community because I have a lot of young people that will come up to me a week later and say, you know what? I thought about what you said, and for that, I'm going to look into this to pay for my student loans. I'm going to look into this instead of going into debt. I think I'm going to wait on my master's and think about it a little bit longer just because Mm -hmm. of what you said. So it's like any way that I can impact and help somebody, I kind of think in the back of my head, if it's only one person that decides Mm -hmm. not to go $200,000 into debt because of what I said, I will be happy so to never impact another person for the rest exactly. of my life. Because mm-hmm. me being someone who went through grad school, and I will be honest, is currently paying back student loans right now. Mm-hmm. I would not wish that interest on my worst enemy. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that I think when millennials are going into adulthood, we feel that we just have to be doing something. Right, Our society right. is like, mm-hmm. okay, job's not working out, so what about school? Right. Okay, that ain't work, so let's do influencing, social media. Okay, that ain't work, then okay, you're steady on your job, so you got to be going to go buy a house or throwing some big $50,000 wedding. Our society tells us that being an adult means that you're busy. Right. And being busy equates to high self-esteem That's because right. everybody's booked and busy. Everybody wants to say they're booked and busy. It's okay to not be busy sometimes. That's right. And I think that's what people that are going into adulthood need to understand that it's okay to not be busy. Yep. You don't have to I be agree. busy all the time. Sometimes you can just rest. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. Like, and me and you had that conversation the other, the, a few days ago. We talked about how this culture, once again, in society has taught us to work yep. 24-7, never take a break, da 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 yep. I mean, it's just sometimes you need to just sit back and reflect. Reflect. And see what's next. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What is best for me? Not what's best for my bills. What's best for what is best for me? Yeah, me, myself, and I, and I think a lot of times people don't do that. Yeah. They don't. They don't sit back and reflect. It's just busy, 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 like you said. Mm-hmm. So I agree on that hundred percent. I think too, right along with that, with you know doing what's best for you, and also you know making good decisions as far as debt is mm-hmm. managing your personal finances. Definitely. I think that's a tough one. I, I'm not gonna lie, and my parents like. They always taught me to pay my bills first. I was always, you know, taught about that. But when I first went out before Kai and I got together, I was living on my own and I would just forget bills. Mm-hmm. Like I would just, <laughs> I'm not going to so lie. many of them. It's easy to do, honestly. <laughs> I was just straight up. I remember out a month and I was like, wait, did I pay? Oh, crap. I didn't pay my credit card bill. You know, it was yep. just like little, like, and I had to get to a point to where I sat down and wrote out like a schedule, a chart. Like it yep. got to the point to where I had a big old calendar on my wall in my you apartment. You have to do that because there's so many bills. <laughs> Honestly, like, I yeah. had to do that because I was like, oh my God, like I don't know what bill is due when because there's so many of yeah. them. Yeah. 
and stuff. Yeah. And it now I can just off the top of my head, I can tell I go through each day of the month and I can tell you what's due on that day. Yep. <laughs> that like that's here. how good I've gotten with paying bills, which is not mm-hmm. necessarily a positive thing. But right. when you first start out, that was like stressful for me. Very you know stressful. And I think another thing too that goes along with that is like managing when it comes down to how I'm going to spend my money. Mm-hmm. What is it that I have to do? What is it that I just want to do? Right. Because I was that girl that had her nails done all the time. Always had a new weave in. You know, like right. <laughs> hardly wore anything twice to work. Right. You know, I was that person. And then I was like, why am I not saving more money than I am? This is crazy. Hey. And exactly. I printed out my state bank statement. I'm like, oh, that's because I'm getting my nails done. That's $160, not including the tip a month. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You just pay yeah, that's the interest like too long. Like, I had to start cutting, like, stuff that I know can be cut. Yeah. I had to cut that out because one thing is, and once again, this is stuff that people do not tell you. Once you have bills, you have to kind of change your routine on how you yep. do things because money is not as freely as it was. It's not yeah. flying around on trees anymore. So you have to kind of be careful about how you can move forward and 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 cutting, you know, some things that are unnecessary basically. Yeah. You might not like it, but some things also have to get cut. That's another thing people do not tell you in adulting that your lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true because yeah. I did a lot of vacations and stuff. Yep. Like I would just mm-hmm. go like we're going to Charleston this weekend, you know, going to Florida. Yep. I would just get up and just go. And yep. that's something that you gotta chill out with. Yep. You know, exactly. you can't just jump up and just go, you know. Nope. And I think too it's like having to prioritize. Yep. Did I take care of everything I was supposed to do before I reward myself? Can I afford to reward myself for the next three months? You might have, like, your mojo might be, you know, Netflix and juice for the next six months. Like, like, Kai and I, when we first got together, because he was a freak. Let me tell you something about my husband, Wife Stillers. He (laughs) is a sergeant. When I tell you this man is a drill sergeant, he's from Germany, and everybody knows that when it comes down to finances, Germans are super duper disciplined, mm-hmm. and he is a drill sergeant when it comes down to paying stuff off, and yep. I had debt I had to pay off, and so a lot of our date nights were grocery store. Yep. It, <laughs> like, okay, time for date night. Let's go to the grocery store. Right. And we would go down each aisle with our list and would check off and we would pick the cheapest, you know, minus those things that you really do like, you know, you need to put money into. You can't buy the cheapest everything at the store. But that was our date night. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so it's no, like, like you said, it's changing your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is do you have any closing thoughts or anything that you would like to add that maybe we didn't touch on? I mean, yeah, uh, for anybody that's going through adult, and one thing I do want to say is 
just stay positive, man. Yeah. Um, we've all been through it, mm-hmm. and eventually, man. I don't, you know, I don't. I, like I said, I don't know who listens to this podcast. I don't know who your higher believer is or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, um, you know, obviously, it always kind of works out mm-hmm. eventually. It might not be now. It might not even be five or six or seven years from now. It could be ten years from now. But so true. it normally eventually works out. So that's one thing I would say is just stay positive. I would definitely, whoever your higher power is, gain a relationship with them because that's what I'm working on yeah. right now is gaining my relationship with God. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would highly suggest that going through adult because you are going to need it. Yeah. Um, there's no way around it. You are going to need that. So, yeah. Um, to me, that that would be my message, man. Is just continue to stay, you know, positive. Uh, if you have a, you know, higher, you know, you know, a higher power, you might want to build a relationship with them. And just like I said, don't panic. We've all been there before. It's different. Yes, we know it sucks paying bills. We all get it. But just try to stay positive and just. Like I said, kind of going back to the Kobe thing, man. Mm-hmm. Just be thankful you're alive. Man. Absolutely. And you know, you know, you're alive. Man. Yeah. You get to live to see another day. So definitely, that would be my closing statements. I think too, just to piggyback off of you for my closing remarks, my thing would be to, and we kind of talked about this a great deal on this episode, but focus on yourself. Yep. During this time, don't be spending time comparing yourself to somebody else's journey. Right. Who's traveling to Europe and who's buying a Mercedes from Germany? Who cares? Right. Let focus on yourself right now. Focus on knowing who you are, getting firm in what it is that you need to get done. Right. And stay true to yourself. I agree. 100%. You know, it's it's so important that during this time to realize you don't have to do the path of everybody else. Right. Like Tony has said multiple times on this episode, everybody's journey is different. It's never too late for you to start over. It's never too late for you to switch never. careers. It's yep. never too late for you to go after your dreams. But we're talking about calculated dreams, remember? Right. <laughs> Correct. But we don't want you trying to quit your job to do left-handed puppetry. But, you know, right, right. calculated dreams, it's never too late. And just like Tony said, Rip Kobe Bryant, obviously this episode is tributed to him. Mm-hmm. As long as you got breath in your body, you got a chance to make it. You got a chance to make it. Honestly, that go. has been because... For my husband and I, we just moved back to North Carolina. And you know how it is when you're moving, getting everything set in stone. It's difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think hearing about Kobe's helicopter go down was the thing that I took with me is that as long as I've got breath in my body, That's I'm it. doing good. It exactly. doesn't matter what my zip code is. It doesn't matter what I'm driving. There you go. If I got breath in my body, I'm blessed. Exactly. I couldn't agree anymore. So thank God. Thanks guys so much for tuning in. This was such a good podcast. Tony, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Don't forget. No problem. Don't forget about my brother's podcast on sports. Um, He's called Talks with Tea Time. Follow your boy on Instagram, Tony West. A-O T Time 9, correct? Yep, A-O yep. underscore T Time 9. That is correct. Yep. yep, follow him on Instagram. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in, and stay blessed.
All right, appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Bye.